0: From the LiveX Studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football!
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is my co-founder here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banke. I am coming to you live from our LiveX Studio in Midtown Manhattan, Corey joins us live from Green Bay, Wisconsin, across the street from Lambeau Field, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we turn the page on the loss of the Vikings and get ready for a tough
2: showdown with the Los Angeles Rams. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the
1: good, we got... Devontae, you cannot cover me, Adams. We got the bad, we got... Eric Stokes can't cover Justin Jefferson. We got the ugly we got. Sean, son of Ed Hockley. Look, I'm not saying the Packers lost that game because of Sean Hockley, but damn sure he didn't help. You know what I mean? His costly errors. I mean, Corey, did you know you're not allowed to lift your head as a center? Uh, especially uh, if no. you're trying to snap didn't the ball. It. Nope, not allowed all nope. right, no, I know they didn't lose because of the officiating. He was still terrible, though. Ugly, some might say. How you doing, Banky? Doing good, doing good, <laughs> doing good in Here the neighborhood. Go. Very good. Very good. You know, good. I don't, I don't,
2: I don't really appreciate that Packers loss. You know, I was, I was, I was living in the moment for that win, mm-hmm. and I was, I felt like we already won, and then all of a sudden it was taken away from they us. They didn't win. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I loved Mike Zimmer, though.
2: No, it was taken away from us. We intercepted the ball. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. They, I'm so sick did. of the NFL. I know. I'm so sick of the NFL. Like, I don't know what a catch is, and I, and I hate people who act like they know what a catch is because there's no way you can look at 10 catches in the NFL that have been overturned and returned otherwise right. and say to me that they all have a standard Right. It's like right. I thought the whole I thought the whole idea of everything that we've been doing, which is not true by the way. It's it's basically we've been gaslighted this entire time by the NFL. Oh yeah. This whole rules committee has been to make it simpler, but are we anywhere have we gotten anywhere since Des didn't catch it? Right. Have we gotten anywhere nope. since that
1: moment? Apparently not. Have we moved forward in life? Well, I love it's that ridiculous. coach was asked about, you know, the difference between Kevin King's interception the week before uh, against Seattle, and then you know, Savage's seemingly non-interception in Minnesota. And, uh, the obvious difference there is where they are on the field. One is in the field of play, and one is in the end zone. However, your coach even said, like, I have no idea. Like, he's the head coach of an NFL team, and he doesn't have clarity on this nonsense. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Y- you take the L. I think, you know, for as banged up as they were heading into that game, on the road, tough opponent. You lose by three, and Mike Zimmer even said, "You know, we made sure we bled the clock on that final drive because I was not giving Aaron Rodgers the ball back because we couldn't stop him in the second half." I mean, that was point yep. blank true. So, I mean, it's a tough one. They held serve at home. Congratulations to the Vikings. We'll see you at Lambeau. Uh, but now, you know what time you know what time it is. You know what time it is, Mister Banky. That's right. I'm ready. That's right. Let's do it. It's time for the hotness. Oh, yeah. That's right, baby. It's time (laughs) to mix it The hotness this week. That's right. I had a little... I I wasn't feeling that music we used to have, so I had to to switch it up a little bit. But uh, the hotness this week, plenty of... uh, Obviously, the big play to MVS leaps to mind. Plenty of hot plays, but to me, there can only be one. And, And it's the... It's the play we're about to show. Al, why don't you roll this? Because, I mean, I'm sorry. You get a Randall Cobb option to A.J. Mm. Dillon to pick up a first down? I'm sorry. That is the hotness. Just the idea that it's third and short. And how many times have we seen them, like, run a dive? Or, even worse, like, go empty to try and pick up one yard. Mm. But, no, they got a little creative. They actually drew up a play. Like, I'm all about that, man. That's hot. All right. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, that this week is your hotness. I am. I. I love. I. There is video evidence of you and I losing our minds when they ran that play on the watch party. That was so much fun. Um. All right. Time for news. Time for news, Banky. Your favorite part of the program. Got to get to the Packers yeah, yeah. news. Uh, starting with the downer of the day, Elton Jenkins. Mm. Put on injured reserve with a torn ACL. Obviously, it sucks. And it sucks that it happened in the fourth quarter. Game was almost over when it happened. Yeah. Uh, young, bright star. Done, obviously, for the year. We'll see how long it takes him to get back. Obviously, we're going through the whole drama with David Battiari already. Uh, now we have another offensive lineman we can track for the next year plus. Um, you just hate it. You just hate it. Such a good player. Hopefully... You know, things are clean. He has good surgery and comes back as good as ever. But really, really hate it. Um, the uh, corresponding move the Packers have made there is bring, bringing Ben Braden up from the practice squad. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, Ben was in competition to well, kind of at the starting guard spot during the summer. He also played some tackle. Um, he'll give them a little depth along that offensive line. Uh, I actually really liked him this summer. I, I don't think he's great at tackle. Yeah, had, I think he, he had, could, had an
2: okay camp. Yeah,
1: I think he could spell you at tackle. I think he could compete and actually probably play as well as Newman's played at guard. So hmm. we'll uh, we'll see. That's not saying a lot. Well, no, I mean I think Newman's played well in, in stretches. He just has some bad moments. Um, and then of course the big headline of the day. I don't know how I didn't lead with this. Aaron Rodgers is dealing with a fractured toe, not COVID toe. It is a fractured toe. Uh, Corey, you were on this because I came off of that McAfee interview thinking, um, yeah, it sounds like he's got COVID toe. And you were like, no, man, he was kidding. And I went back and watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah. He was he was referencing the New York Post story, etc." This created a whole thing online today because Aaron it showed everybody is. his feet it wasn't 100% obvious like there were two
2: what are we two what are we three transplants in now right. two transplants ago yep. I, we were making made a joke about it i was like oh I wonder if it's wonder covid, COVID toe right thing. yep but you know what you know what um, he let this thing go like you can't yes, you he know did. You make jokes about it of a thing that people don't joke about like i i, I can I, you know i'm going to i'm going to trash uh, paul allen for having no sense of humor but you know he's from minnesota so who cares <laughs> but um you know I get having a sense of humor. I get that it's a joke and you know, I just I don't know. I, I think the biggest problem that I had with QB1 today. I thought it was hilarious his press conference, right. but like, dude, don't 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 be a bully, bro. Don't be a bully. Don't bully well, the reporters. Worst, yeah. That's not the way to do your job. And I bro. literally just—it's like, just not. Yeah, it's not cool. I'm sorry. Like, like I when I like you know do my rants or I like do my stuff. It's people who can totally handle it, right? I'm not. I'm not bullying on people unnecessarily that don't deserve it. Number one, and so to to call out you know to call out uh, Molly Knight and to to just like. It's ridiculous. Like, it's just like she didn't even do anything but retweet.
1: Well, that the but that's the thing, right? And that was, was so funny. He's literally on a screed about disinformation. That's his <laughs> word. And he says he calls out Molly Knight, who didn't write the article. And then there's like there's no gray area here. It wasn't like, oh, I was calling out the retweet because this very next sentence is and her editors. I can't believe how this got by the Wall Street Journal, whatever. Yeah. She didn't write the article. But she did retweet it to her 100,000-plus followers and make a Joe Rogan joke. You know, it's like, can everyone just step back a second and breathe, go outside and touch some grass? Like, can we just, like, Rogers is who he is. He's unvaxxed. He's playing football. End of story. Done. But everybody's got to get their zinger in. Everybody's got to make their little mark. And it's like, and everybody was wrong. Rogers is wrong for, as you say, bullying someone who had nothing to do with that article. And she's wrong for going after Rogers for something that was totally false. You know, it's just like step back, breathe. That's all. That's that's all. I, that's all I want to say on that subject.
2: But there's also not to get too ranty about it. Oh, do it. We haven't today, had a good banky it, rant in a while. It just felt, you know, dare I say this? But it just felt very barstooly. The whole thing. It just felt like it. Just it was like. QB one had his bar stool Dave Portnoy moment, and it just didn't feel right to me. It just felt like, ugh, really? That's who you're gonna be right now?
1: I hear you. I mean, it's your
2: toe, bro. Like you're being jokey, and then you do that. It's your toe, bro. Like, bro. You know what I mean? Like,
1: (laughs) well, I don't know. Point of order. Point of order. It is his toe. No one else's. I don't don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh He's protective of his medical information. It's his toe, Banky. I don't know. I don't know. The whole, well, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. There there have been numerous Supreme Court judgments that once you become a public persona, there you you did, let go you Did we just you know, jump like, to the
1: Supreme Court
2: on pecker transplant? I'm just saying like he's <laughs> smart enough to know this that he's a public person to so to be so private about your toe or about your medical history when right. you've been in the NFL for, you know, 16, going 17 on years, 25 right? years, 70 years or something. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of know how the game is played. Yeah. Don't I don't know. It's just it just every, you know, look i want the guy to succeed more than anybody on the face of this earth it's just so much that he does becomes you you start to see it in a different light and it's crazy and i've seen comments on this youtube page about you know oh you know whatever about me and about us saying stuff and it's just like dude it's it just becomes ridiculous at some point point. Well, and like, this
1: is what's so funny this is literally the first we've discussed most of this like i made a video about the initial reaction from when he went on pat mcafee and was basically trying to say, like, okay, I'm unvaccinated. I didn't mislead anybody, blah, 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 blah. I laid out two points. That one, you're part of the NFLPA, and they agreed to all the things you're not doing, so you got to do those. Yep. And then the other one was, you know, you did mislead, pe- mislead people. Just own up to it. And those were the yep. only things. I didn't talk about his personal choices. In fact, yep. I vi- go back, watch the video. I 100% applauded him for making personal choices. But people jump to, again... Jump to whatever their preconceived notions of people are, especially yeah, online. Course. Well, I said on
2: this show, I said that I don't think he's as smart as I used to think he was smart. I used right. to think he was like a genius, right? right? He's smart as hell. He's one of the smartest dudes to play in the NFL for sure, mm-hmm. right? But I had put him on this huge pedestal, and I guess I didn't caveat that. So people are like, oh, well, because he did this thing, I don't think he's as smart. No, when you mislead people and you think people are stupid, that tends to me not think you're that smart. Because people are going to figure it out. We. Live in a very public world, so well, you know, no doubt about it.
1: All right, moving on from towgate, uh, we go to <laughs> some positive news. Some positive news Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, and Roshan Gary all back at practice today, albeit all of them in a limited capacity. But that is great news. I tell you what, Ryan Wood had a video out on his Instagram. Aaron Jones looked great, like he's running, he's catching passes. Now, I know it's just drill work, but I mean, he was just running, I and mean, that's Amazing. I'm, like, very happy about it. Now, I still think there's a good chance they hold him out uh, from this Rams game, but uh, it's good. All three of them back on the field. Um, One other little kind of development, speaking of COVID a little bit earlier, another development in that area is Jonathan Garvin was placed on the COVID reserve list. He was not at practice today, obviously, and this is why. Um, Hopefully we don't have, you know, we can't afford any more people out at, at outside backer Hopefully we don't. This doesn't sweep that room because God knows we can't handle that. Um, and and real quickly before we, we finish up on on the Packers news side, I do want to give a shout out to Everson Griffin, the Vikings defensive end. All the best to him. I know he was part of a very what seemed like a very scary situation from his Instagram. Uh, the Vikings tweeted out earlier this afternoon that the police, the Minneapolis police, had come and kind of de, I guess de-escalated the situation just really hope he gets the help he needs. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it's not hard to find. Just literally, just Google Everson Griffin video and you'll find it. But scary stuff, man. And in this day and age, people are dealing with whatever they're dealing with, kind of trying to keep it all in probably. I know I've been dealing with stuff. Corey, I know – I'm not going to speak for you, but I know lots of people we know have been dealing with stuff. So, man, shout out to him. It's bigger than football. And I know lots of Vikings fans – Immediately, like, bombarded me after that loss. Um, Just talking all sorts of junk, which they should do 100%. That's like, I am the target. Like, bring it. I totally get it. But I want Vikings fans to know, man, I'm pulling for your guy. It is much bigger than football. And uh, we're just, we're hoping for the best for him. Hope he gets the help and support he needs. 1000%.
2: Um, Agreed. And unlike Vikings fans, we, uh, you know, we don't celebrate when when our players when dudes push get our injured.
1: quarterback into the yeah, ground. Yeah, try not to anyway. Um, like some people, unlike some people. Finally, up on a better note. On a better note, ladies and gentlemen, for the fifth year in a row, it's absurd that I have to say this, but for the fifth year in a row, former Packers All Pro, All World Super Bowl champion safety Leroy Butler today was named as a Hall of Fame semi-finalist. Five years in a row he's been a semi-finalist. Let's just take a look at a few fucking awesome plays from Leroy Butler, F- starting with one uh, down in Chicago. Look at this flea flicker the Bears try to run. Look at this throw. Look where he comes. Your strong safety could never. He legit mosses this dude. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And then we've got a sack in the Super Bowl. He goes through a guy for a great. sack in Bite? the Super Bowl. Come here. I mean, this Excuse and this me. celebration is just here, dope. Yeah, and then cool. finally, his only, this is true, this is weird, but it's his only pick six ever, mm. 1996, but he houses it. Now watch this. Watch when he get the Lambo leap is the bet. He like,
0: look at him high-stepping.
1: And he's, I love up, that and he's high like, step. I'm going in. That's Nobody right. does that anymore. Oh, my goodness. Here I mean, oh, that was a this. that was a
2: AJ that was a that was a early AJ Dillon Lambo leap. I'm gonna have yeah, to say, gets, no, I think he gets a a
1: bit, bit better than AJ, but it's he not gets great. A
2: little bit more than
1: AJ. It's not great. Wow, <laughs> but I will say, Yikes. how awesome is it? Like high stepping with the ball, and then like he get he's pointing at the crowd, like, "Yep, I'm he's coming, so excited. dude." Love Leroy. Get him in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely absurd.
2: <sighs> I think I think honestly, you know you know especially in light of the whole like uh, all this Gruden stuff I think John Lynch should do something I think John Lynch should make a personal video appeal because the fact that that Lynch got in before Butler it's like dude I I know you have nothing to do with that but like do something about it bro like you weren't better than him so like do something all. about it like you know at saying? all like it's just like yeah it's I don't know it's bias it's something it's something maybe there's just too many too many damn too many freaking white writers for whoever the hell's voting i don't know what it is but
1: it's it's uh, i don't it's think ridiculous. it's that never you know i, I don't i don't think it's that i just think it's uh name recognition it doesn't make any sense Paul's though it doesn't post-career. make any sense one-to-one one. john lynch was doing fox broadcasts uh, as soon as he retired man he was on national television Roy butler was like at a pick and save signing nice. autographs like that's the game. You know what I mean? Like you got to get out there. You got to show your face, keep your name in people's heads. That's the gig. And unfortunately it worked against Leroy, but hopefully now the groundswell is big enough. And enough people have told these voters that they're fucking idiots for keeping them out for so long that they'll look at plays like that. I tweeted those out today because I want people to see it. I want it to get into the internet bloodstream, all that stuff. I had to search for that stuff. It ain't easy to find. That's the other problem is like, if he had played even a little bit later, Like even just like early two thousands, it'd be different. But because he played nine, you know, his the height of his powers was in the mid nineties, so many people have forgotten how fucking awesome he was. So the more we can do to highlight what an amazing player Leroy Butler was, hopefully, and this has got to be the year. I mean, there's no other reason for him to be out this year. Like last year you knew with Peyton and Charles Woodson the chances were long because those guys were first ballots and they were gonna go in. This year he better fucking get in. That's all I know. Also, and I just—I well, I want to give a real. Pe- when people like okay. Peter King are the people
2: that vote, it's I, not I going to change. I know. I'm just telling you right now. Bill Polian, look at this list: Jim Trotter, okay. Bill oh. Polian, Sal Palantonio. Really, So You think Sal, Sal Palantonio's Palantonio's Palantonio has vote a vote? Fallian? Are you
1: serious? Yep. Oh my
2: god. Yep. Uh Frank Cooney, the Fort Sports Exchange. Who the F is Frank Cooney? Like who are these people? Yeah. Outkick.com. Like who who are these people that are allowed? Bob Glauber from Newsday, really? You uh, think no, 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 no. Bob's Bob's legit. Bob's uh, legit. Whatever. Bob's it's great. It's a joke, dude. It's a joke. It's 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 just like the Oscars and it's just like uh the Grammys. It is like where the lo- Oscars. And, That's true. and like the foreign press. Right. Foreign, pre- foreign press foreign press association right. where Look at the people who get to vote and wonder why the people that
1: you want in the Hall of Fame are not in the Hall of Fame. That's exactly where you got to go. I feel you. I feel you. I love, I love someone on the, on the uh, chat saying, Rogers politics annoys these two. I've actually talked politics with Aaron Rodgers. Have you? Again, stop with the assumptions. Rogers politics? Stop with the what assumptions. What are you talking
2: about? I know. What are you talking about?
1: I know. It's great. It's great. you don't even
2: know what you're talking about
1: ever uh, usually. We,
2: are you kidding me i have spent every training camp the last six years here and i haven't gone one time by the way because i am the uh what is his name damn it i was going to be really good That was going to be really good what's his name? chris Hovell. i am chris the chris Hovell Hovel of beach. gset tv okay i will talk about training camp and i ain't going to one practice okay i'm just telling you that right now so what are you talking about? No, disingenuousness has nothing to do with politics. If you're gonna if you're gonna be QB1 in this league for the Green Bay Packers, you got to hold yourself to a higher standard. I'm sorry. And if we're going to call you out because you didn't hold yourself to that standard, that has nothing to do with politics at all. It has to do with what the rules are and whether you follow the rules. The rules, by the way, that your union made for you. So get the F out of here with politics. Word. It's really simple. Do you follow the rules or do you not? Do you lie to the press or do you not?
1: Pretty simple. I am not it's a- not rocket science. Let's look at the offense, shall we? <laughs> uh, the offense. Another slow start. Now, you know... I don't want to harp on the negatives because obviously there were a lot of positives in that game. They really came to life offensively. Matt Lafleur himself after the game said, or maybe it was Monday, he said that was probably the best our offense has been Like kind of efficient and moving the chains, et cetera, and obviously scoring points. I mean, hell, when you score, what, four straight touchdowns, that's going to do it. It's the best they've been all year. So I'm not trying to take away from that. But, man, that early going – where you've got third and short, and again Rodgers is taking these deep shots to MVS. That 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 one third down really irked me. Where you know you didn't even put the ball in play. Um, but just overall, it just feels like, especially with a quarterback who is not practicing all week. And I know Rodgers poo pooed this, but I think there is something to it. Like he's gonna, you're not gonna it. come there's, there's out of 100% the gate. Something you're to not it. gonna come out of the gate. All cylinders firing. You know, you're just not. You're not practicing all week. So just there's no shame in leaning on your running game a little bit. And I know people get tired of me saying it, and I get tired myself. But I get tired of hearing you why say Why not try it? It's so annoying. You've started slow every week, every week. And I know they, they made a field goal, a 54-yarder. They made one to start the game, so that's fun. But like, help your quarterback who's not practicing all week get into the flow of the game by, oh, I don't know, Having him hand it to the big bruising back behind him who just takes guys' souls. You know, just let him do the work early on. Let Aaron get into a rhythm and then let him go to town. It just feels so obvious to me. And maybe that's why they're not doing it because they're like, well, everyone's going to expect us to do this. But, man, it just feels like they could really help Aaron Rodgers if they leaned into the running game early in games. That's just me. That's just something I'm into. I don't, I don't think
2: that anyone can look at the last two games and go, and and seriously, objectively self-scout Aaron Rodgers and go, yeah, no, uh, practice isn't important. Right? I, I just, I, I, like, it's, again, it's disingenuous to say that practice isn't important when you look at the tape.
1: Yep. You look like shit, bro. Yep. You look like shit. Early in the game, so, but lo and behold... It's your toe? Lo and behold. And maybe it? it is a toe, maybe it's... Like, uh, the, you pr- didn't practice. Like, Whatever it maybe is. Maybe it's your toe, maybe you didn't practice, but just, the combination, you know, like... Which is fine, but you can see the evidence, you talk about, look at the tape. The evidence is there that, yeah, once you get into a rhythm, and once you're playing, and once you have a bunch of reps, man, fire ensues. I'm all yeah. in on that. It's sure. great. Awesome. Let's go, baby. But man, get there first. Don't come out of the uh, gate
2: expecting not to, harp on Rogers, but you know the offensive line <laughs> has literally fell into a sinkhole this season. Like we are in the middle and in a lot of its injuries. Right. But our offensive line is literally I feel like they're in a quagmire and I don't know. I, I want
1: them to get out of it really badly. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. I think I think some of that is there is valid. there is I responsible little, in the little first, little first and second quarter mm, really?
2: A little bit. A little bit. You don't think a lot of, dude. We dug ourselves into first and 20 three times in that game. Well, okay. If you're talking about like holding then, calls or and whatever, and then two weeks ago, yeah. But then two weeks ago, we did the same thing twice. No, I
1: know. I feel, so you. I feel ha- you.
2: I bet if you look back on the Packers season, there's not that many first and twenties. No, there
1: aren't. Right?
2: We've true. had five. No. We've had five in two weeks. I feel That's you. a fucking problem.
1: That's a no fucking problem. No doubt about problem, it. And I asked, okay? I asked Coach about that today, actually, and and you know he was. I asked if there was anything they were doing anything different because you remember a couple years ago they were constantly in down and distance bad down and distances right and they it was terrible like they couldn't get out of it, but against the Vikings they did a really good job getting out of it. Um, So I I didn't know if there was a change in approach and Coach kind of punted on the question, which I I I understand it's kind of game planning. But um, I hear you on the offensive line. There's no doubt about. The fact that it's taken a step back, somewhat due to injuries, somewhat due to youth, um, yep. but it's yep. still they're still playing well enough to win. They're still playing well no, enough 100%. to give the quarterback time 100%. to operate the offense. It's not like a sieve, you know what I mean? Like they're not. There are no. plenty of bad offensive lines around the league, and the Packers don't have one of them. You know they don't. So, but I hear you. I, I feel you because that's your engine, right? And if your engine's busted, which Given the injuries, it very much is, then you're going to have trouble moving your car. But it's still operating. It's still, again, providing protection, doing what it's designed to do, So for the most part. I got two words for you, Nagler. I got two words for you. I know what they're going to be. Ben Braden. (laughs) Okay. I thought they were going to be Corey Lindsley, but you went with Ben Braden. So there you go. I like it. Either <laughs> one works, actually. Well, yeah, but no. According to Lizzie, we can't bring him back, so that doesn't work at all. But I feel you. I feel you.
2: Um, if I would have told Aaron Nagler in August, "Hey, Ben Braden's going to be starting,"
1: I'd been fine. Week eleven, I'd be great. I liked his camp. Week twelve, I guess. Or week. 12, I don't, want, week 12. Him at, I I don't want him at tackle though, but I wouldn't mind him at guard. I totally wouldn't. Mind. I don't think he's going to start, but I wouldn't mind him at guard. Absolutely not. I mean, Stenevich likes him. I'm, I'm fine with him. Um, let's let's look at something true, true story. that we talked about. Our, uh, sorry, that Aaron Rodgers talked about with Pat McAfee yesterday that I absolutely fucking loved. Um, so I asked him about it today regarding the wide receivers and basically how, like, looking at the tape and or the pictures on the sideline, Aaron Rodgers is out there going, okay, let's move chess pieces around, basically. Al, why don't you roll this? Aaron, on Pat's show yesterday, you talked a lot of football. i um, really interested in what you're talking about as far as switching the receivers around, putting so-and-so at the two, so-and-so at the three. How much do you do that in-game? Is it exclusively a two-minute situation thing, or are you doing that
0: throughout? I mean, there's some throughout. A lot of times, it's more uh, adjustments based off of what you see. So that's why looking at the pictures on the sideline is so important because you can get certain... Uh, images in your mind that might want you to to change up, you know, who's at those spots Um, because the two minute, I I have the freedom to call a lot of it. Uh, Like I said, yesterday, that decision was purely based on what we saw on the sidelines. Luke and I looking at the pictures from a previous drive, as we were thinking about what we might want to call in a two minute situation. And like I said yesterday, I felt like it gave us the best opportunity at both the vertical routes on that play by putting Marquez at the three spot and Randall at the two spot with uh, the tight end outside. So like, you know, obviously the tight end being outside gives you some sort of uh, coverage inclination. Um, And then speed at three is always uh, a fear for the defense, regardless of what type of scheme they're playing. And then with Randall at two and his, you know, comfort uh, at the two spot in the slot, I knew he was going to run me to go route. So the beauty is when you have veteran guys who've played, those aren't big changes because they know all the spots. They know one, two, three, and a three by one, and and or the backside of a one by three. And, and being able to interchange those guys is very important, especially with teams trying to to stop Devontae so much. We're always trying to move him around different spots to uh, to try and limit the the ways that they can double him. So it does happen, but it's not something early in the game. It kind of gets in the game, and you see what the defense is trying to trying to do and what they're trying to take away.
1: Advantage of that with our personnel, and those guys become mm-hmm. interchangeable. And it's so funny because under Mike, I know it happened later, but like I remember, especially with some of the younger receivers, only learning one position. Like now in this offense, guys are trained up to learn every spot. And man, that play to MVS happens because of exactly what he's talking about. Um, I just found that really interesting as far as getting a bead on what coverages are, what the defense is trying to take away from you, and then placing guys in-game, stuff you probably haven't practiced much as far as repping it. But, of course, as he says, all the guys know all the spots and they know the leverages of uh, certain coverages, pre-snap, et cetera. There's so much that goes into it. I love that chess match. I love that. And that's you know kind of what we talk about kind of leading up to this game when we're talking about Rodgers versus Zimmer, right? It's like he's seeing what Zimmer's trying to throw at him. And on that exact play, on the big shot to MVS, that's a blitz that they got home Mm. with earlier in the game, and the Packers blocked Mm. it up on that particular play that allowed Rodgers to get the ball out to MVS. I just I love that shit. I love it.
2: I wish that, I really wish that since uh, MLF was, has been our coach, so since, since we've had coach, right. I wish that I could have a Google spreadsheet, and here's what I want on the spreadsheet. Oh, no. Every, every game right. called, mm-hmm. and I want to see what coach called, <laughs> and whether it was pass or run, Right. and then I want to see on the right
1: what was actually run. Mm-hmm. Yep, that'd be interesting. That would be interesting. I would love to see that ratio. Like well, you know, I they, know that I have never that in going to be privy. We could ask. See if they could just send over the send over the file. Yeah.
2: I, I don't <laughs> think they're gonna do that. No? I, I am so? pretty sure that you
1: want to talk just about
2: propriety. Can you imagine can you imagine if like if like somebody filed a freedom of information request for um for Dude, Matt LaFleur's play mind calls. Tonight, my god. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I want to. Oh, I, I, I need to call our lawyer tonight. Maybe that. Maybe because they're a public corporation. They're maybe public. You can they get sell. That. They
1: just sold stock, baby.
2: I'm a shareholder. It. Can I get that? Yeah, I, Dude, I that, how. Requested at the shareholders meeting. Yeah, I would like That's to make a great. shareholder request. Uh, this, you know, this isn't. Know. I, I don't need to know what he's gonna do. I just want to know. I want to know what's did. been done. But you know, can you imagine though, like if you had that information, like if we had that information right now and we could go, hey, in last game, right. there were 36 plays called and Matt LaFleur called in the first 10 plays, he called run, pass, pass, run, or whatever, and and Aaron Rodgers turned all of them into passes. That would be amazing. Can you imagine? Not all of them, well, obviously, because our ratio wasn't. Don't but, forget but, and I'm not saying- <laughs> our old outro
1: on the show last year was me asking Aaron about that exact subject. And when he said, "I'm not changing it out of spite," and I was like, "I didn't say spite, but uh, it's kind of spite, a little bit of spite." Mm. <laughs> I love it. So love much. To,
2: I would love to know that information. I just would love to know not only, not just so that it would like satisfy the narrative that I'm trying to make, <laughs> uh, or have been trying to I make need for to, like, thread. Oh, like two years. I need the thread for the narrative. <laughs> I just I just wonder. I just I just it's one of those curiosities, mm-hmm. you know, because we're we've been speculating Everybody, about oh, it. Oh, everybody's curious the media. about that. Of course. Everyone speculates Naturally. about it. But it's it's one of those like is that it's that, you know, I want
1: to know. I just want to know. <laughs> I feel you. Um finally on the offensive side of the ball, it's Yash. It's Yash Nyman time, baby. Let's get him in there left tackle. They hey, hey. They won a bunch of games with Yash at left tackle earlier this year. They're going to yep. have to win a bunch of games with him until David Bakhtiari is ready to come back. I'm on it. I'm I'm totally Team Yash. Let's go. I have zero worries. And I know everyone's out there like, with well, the Rams and Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Floyd and all this stuff. I get it, man. They're really good. No question about it. Tons of talent. I believe in Yash. I believe in him. He's going to get the job done. They're going to help him, obviously, like they did against TJ Watt, like they did against uh, Bosa. Like It's not like he's going to be out there on an island a lot of the time, but they can win. They can win with Yash. I saw so many people lamenting, like, oh, they got to Josh." Yash. They won a bunch of games with Yash at left tackle. Have some mm-hmm. faith. Adam Stenevich knows what he's doing, man. Yash knows what he's doing. They're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Just relax. That's all I want to say about that. Uh, you got anything else on offense before we head to the defensive side of the ball there, Banky? No. All right. On defense, can we close the deal? How many times can you have an opportunity to take the ball away and you know the savage thing at the end notwithstanding but how many times yeah. but even then just hold on to the ball That, was, that don't was let it hit the ground hold on to the ball there was one before that on a deep shot where he's got the ball in his hands and and, and yeah. I think it's it's uh, Thielen knocks it out just hold on to the ball he made a really good play on that. He thing. did, yep. he did. I know, they get paid too. But it's like, close the deal. You know Cousins is going to throw you a couple. Oh, or not even just interceptions either, because don't forget, uh, Smith, uh, Preston Smith, has a sack fumble that's just yep. lying on the ground right there. They yeah. don't recover it. Like, close the deal. Get that, that ball is life. If they just close the deal one time in that game... One time, they win. Yep. They win.
2: Oh, but also, if Mason Crosby makes a field goal, we win. Um, so, um, <laughs> Or they tie. So, Do we go to overtime? I mean, something happens better than what happened. Probably so, um, you know, it's interesting to note that the, the last 15 years or so, let's call it 20 years, Nagler, because right. we're old. Yeah. The last Indeed. 20 years, if you look at our best defenses – Typically, the thing that put us on the map as far as being a good or, uh, you know, top 10, top 8 defense has been interceptions. With this defense, however, this defense has shown that they don't, which some, most people would say, you know, if you don't have to be a good defense because of turnovers, which, you know, turnovers make you win and it's great. But if you can do all the other stats really well, you're a really good defense. So this year we are you know every other stat we're really good and you know when it comes to turnovers it's it's they're, it's they're not, not always terrible there for us though. they're not terrible No, they're, they're, they're not terrible they're not but it's not Capers always there defense for us though right yeah, dom feasto yeah. those
1: guys they was feaster Famine, like when they were getting turnovers but i will say you know the number one you know the by far and away easiest way to win in this in this fucking league is to turn the ball over you know get turnovers 100%. i mean that is tried and true and the packers have been very Very fortunate because they have Aaron Rodgers, who rarely, if ever, turns the ball over. So they're almost always on the plus side of that ledger. And that is going to win you a ton of fucking games. The ball is life. And actually, the Packers have done a pretty good job of taking it away this year. But they just couldn't close the deal against Kirk Cousins. they got to close the deal against Matthew Stafford on Sunday. Um, One other thing I wanted to point out on the defensive side of the ball was the run defense. Don't forget, last time the Vikings came into Lambeau, they ran all over the Packers. They held the Vikings to 3.1 yards per carry, including Dalvin Cook. That's a phenomenal job. That's a great Mm -hmm. job by guys up front, obviously, Kenny. uh, Tyler Lancaster, I thought, had a really nice game. Um, But just the front in general, you put Campbell in there. I thought Teepa held up really well. That's a guy who has been, like, you know, his own position coach called him out saying he needed to gain some weight to hold up on the edge. He had one play in particular down the stretch, game in the balance. They try to get Cook on the edge. He not only held the edge, he helped make the initial tackle and let the cavalry arrive and clean it up. I mean, there are, I'm not saying like he had an amazing game or anything like that, but he really, sh- you know, had some nice nice spots and some really promising play to maybe hopefully mitigate Whatever's going on with Jonathan Garvin, who knows if he'll be able to play on Sunday, but Tipa had some something to say about that 3.1 yards per carry. So I, th- I really don't I think understand. it was a really good showing. Why I don't understand how how did the how did the Packers
2: make this 180 turn on tackling like it just came it's out crazy, of nowhere right? it's like we sucked at tackling and now we're really good at it it's, it's like weird yeah, it's it is. so weird it
1: really is I mean, <laughs> like, you get what you emphasize and maybe they're doing more drill work in the week you, know, you don't know but that's the other it's problem a lot of the work gets it's done incredible. behind closed doors so we don't really know yeah. but you get what you emphasize that is the old coaching adage that is true through and through, from time immemorial when it comes to football. So, uh, The final final note on the defensive side of the ball, Uh, Eric Stokes is going to have a bounce-back game. I know they have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. The Rams do. I know Eric Stokes had a bad game. There's no question about that. Uh, He was in position a bunch of times. Again, couldn't close the deal. Um, But he's going to have a bounce-back game. This kid is having a really good rookie season. He is still a rookie, something to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm pretty positive he's going to have a much better game against the Rams. No doubt, he took his lumps on Sunday. But uh, I can't
2: wait till he has the. Uh, I'm 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 ready for the uh, Justin Jefferson shutdown game by Eric Stokes,
1: especially after Paul Ooh, Allen's bullshit. Baby. we'll get there. We'll get there, Banky. Uh, let's I, take know. It, well, I know. I'm just saying. Like, I know. I feel. I you. believe. Although it's, I believe. My hope is that by the time uh, you know that game comes around, maybe we get a. Happy stance of uh, Jair Alexander being back in the lineup, and Jair just takes oh. Justin, sh- shuts him down. That'd be f- that'd be fun. That too. Uh, I'm down for that.
2: Or or even better, Nagler. Even better, Jair's back. But the Packers are so confident and stoked <laughs> so that they Let basically they put Jair on everybody else, but Justin Jefferson, <laughs> and they play and they play Jair, man on Justin Jair, Jefferson. Jair,
1: you have Jared. everyone else. <laughs> You
2: have everyone else, which he could cover. Can it. So it's like, it kind of totally makes it. sense. I, it's like, I'm hey. It.
1: I love it. Well, you know what? That's what the old, the old Belichick model put your number one corner on their number two, and then roll roll with your second corner with safety help over their number one. They could do that. There you go. They could go that way. We got good safeties, too. So exactly. We do uh, let's take a quick look at the Rams before we head to Blogosphere. Uh, they're coming off their bye, obviously, after two really bad losses to the Titans and the Niners. And I'm telling you, the Niners ran all over these cats. I mean, much like the Packers did, by the way, back in the playoff game. So that's something to look at. Um, but the Niners, they ran right at their pass rushers. And I hope the Packers follow that model. But, man, the the uh, the Rams got some stuff to figure out because they have looked really bad the last couple weeks. Um and then uh, we were talking about earlier, Matthew Stafford, he's going to give you some chances. Hold on to him. It's like Favre back in the day. You knew he's going to make some amazing plays, but you also know he's going to throw you a couple. Much like Kirk did last week. This week, they got to hold on to him because Stafford will put the ball in jeopardy at some point. I guarantee it. Got to hold on to him. Um, and finally... Oh, this dream team BS that the Rams have put together. They got Von Miller. They got OBJ. I know it's funny because everybody, uh, our own Tyler Herrick, had an amazing meme or video on uh, the Twitter account after the uh, embarrassment that was OBJ against the Forty ers But look, he is—he was just in the building. I know they ran right at all over Von Miller in that game. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, at some point, I think George Kittle actually stole his soul. But you got to think they'll now have had a bye week to kind of, you know, put these guys into the like, kind of ingrain them yeah. into the game plans, etc. Settle in. They settle in, have a good way of using utilizing them. So got to be ready because I think both of these guys are gonna, uh, you know, arrive. They're piss hot to use Matt Lafleur's vernacular. Uh, got to be ready. Got to be ready for what they're gonna bring. All right, you got anything else before we get to blogosphere there, Benke? All right, let's do it, Al. This
0: week in the Packer Blogosphere!
1: That's right, it's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. I love this one love it love it so Packers suffer tough loss tough loss Minnesota and you know how did they all go out in the field afterwards congratulating or saying hi to the people they know whatever Vikings Packers coaches attendant staff whoever all milling about and and then leaving to the locker room and apparently on the way Something happened. Why don't, why don't we just roll this, and we'll talk about it on the other side.
0: <laughs> uh, you're baiting me right now because you saw what happened right before this. And um, you know what? I'm going to take the high road on this Green Bay Packers coach looking at me saying, you better not talk into that microphone and give your team any credit. I'm going to take the high road on it and say, I'm very impressed with the Green Bay Packers finding a way to win eight games despite all those injuries, A. Rodgers toe, COVID, lying and everything. So I'm not, you know, going to say to that coach what I wanted to say. Like, (laughs) you can go ahead and put Eric Stokes and Justin Jefferson the rest of his career. And like he did in 2019 when he was with LSU and Stokes was with Georgia, he killed him. And he killed him again today, and he will kill him every single time they meet. So I'm going to end it right like that. (laughs) Um, i got to say, in my 20 years of calling Vikings games, that's about the first time I've ever had a coach – Say something like that to me, so best of luck to you guys the rest of the way, and quite honestly, I hope you lose every single freaking game the rest of the year.
1: So, someone tweeted that out after the game, and that's the only reason anybody knows about it, because God knows no one's watching Vikings.com or whatever the hell that nonsense is. Zero people. But... I will say.
2: I got to say, in my 20 years of broadcasting, I've never been that unprofessional. Oh, except the time I said that thing about far Oh, except the time that I completely failed when the field goal was missed. But I called it good <laughs> to my millions of fans on the radio and gave them all a heart attack because I'm an unprofessional hack. I mean, God, I know I'm an unprofessional hack, but does Paul Allen have any self-awareness at all in his life? Like, any. Well like is he self aware at all? Like I know that was a little red meat for his viking's cronies. Exactly I get that. It's like it I understand it's red meat and it's also red meat for somebody like me. I get it. Paul Allen doesn't know who I am, but I don't care. But he is the smuggest. He is he he uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love watching you short
1: circuit.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm literally short circuiting because how how is Minnesota so trash? I mean, he's actually the perfect announcer for Minnesota if you think about it.
1: There you go. There you go. What's funny is that like you describing him is probably how all Vikings fans describe me on the internet cuz god knows after that game, my inbox, my my Twitter, my Insta messages, man, I it was a deluge, which is fine. I like I said earlier, I get I'm the guy. Yes, please come at me. I just found it hilarious that after that video went out on Twitter, there were like all these Vikings fans who were like instantly jumping to the fact that, oh, it must have been Matt LaFleur clearly said something to Paul. That LaFleur does know Paul Allen from Paul Smith. Like, he doesn't care about Paul <laughs> Allen. Use your brain. Who do we think it is? Gee, is there a Packers coach on staff who was with Minnesota for a really long time and whose guys probably did get victimized in this game, say one, Eric Stokes, who you were just talking about, and I do find it hilarious, because only in Minnesota would they go and reference some shit that happened in college that no one gives a shit about. This is the NFL <laughs> kids. Welcome. So anyway, who could that coach be? It couldn't possibly be Jerry Gray, who was there forever, could it? Of course it was. I don't know this for sure, but use your fucking deductive reasoning, Vikings fans. Oh wait, that's right. You're Vikings fans. You have none. Like, I just Paul Allen talk your shit, man. I love it. Uh, this will forever be in my mind, though, uh, the definition of Paul Allen trying to talk some junk and getting stuffed in his locker. Our good friend Kyle Kuzinow did that many years ago. This is everything. Oh, yeah. Paul Allen, I believe this was when the 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 plane broke or whatever, but maybe not. It might've been something else, but <laughs> Paul Allen saying we have run out of toilet paper. So of course we're using the Packers media guys to handle business. <laughs> Kyle retweets it with turn to page 471. That's where the coverage of 13 championships begins. Your employers could learn a thing or two from that section <laughs> stuffed in the locker. Good night, Paul Allen. It was a good run. That's all I have also, to say you think about Paul Allen. Yeah. You- the thing, that,
2: the thing that drives me the most crazy is, like, the classic, okay? Like, Vikings fans got Brett Favre after he sucked, okay? Right. It's like they're always looking at the past to get future results. They're like, oh, Justin Jefferson. He was good back in the day, so he'll be better than your guy. And it's like, bro, <laughs> there's – Uh, That's not how it works. There's this whole thing with stocks where it's like past performance does not uh, dictate future results. I said that wrong, but it's something like that. Like like past performance has no bearing on future earnings. Right. And in this case, this bears out right now. And I cannot wait for the day that on this very show we can show some tape of Eric Stokes. Uh, Owning Justin Jefferson, down, <laughs> basically shutting down Justin Jefferson, and I cannot wait to play that clip. I just love it. And I then just love I'm going to run junk. ads on that clip on YouTube, <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on the ads, and I'm going to make sure that Mike Florio sees it because there's this Mike Florio Paul, Paul, Paul Allen, Allen triangle. Allen Minnesota triangle. I don't know who the third leg is because no one cares for anybody from Minnesota. But, like, every time you see Paul Allen, he's on Mike Florio's show or right. something. And you're like, right. really? Really? It's that blatant? Like, I love how everyone calls, like, Larravee and 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 uh, and Wayne homers, or uh, uh, Larry and Wayne homers. Right. And it's like, this dude is a bigger homer than I am, and I'm wearing wide receiver gloves. <laughs>
1: I love it so much. That's perfect. That is perfect. Um, I would add something, but I got nothing. Why don't we? Why don't we get to? Uh, why don't we get to some chats and the people on the on the chat and on Facebook and on YouTube? What's going on, Banky? What you got? Oh yeah, we got to do that. I, oh yeah, uh, yeah. On, I There's a script. I'm following it. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the program, uh, Banky. All right.
2: Got got Lloyd on Facebook. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Packers transplants thanks Lloyd appreciate you watching on Facebook Mike Witt why is it that on transplants Banky sounds more angry but on watch parties Nagler seems more angry thoughts
1: because in the moment I am invested with like the do or die of every single down uh Banky is very ability we talked about this actually where Banky used to be a lot more like me but you know Banky's a lot like is capable of like Okay, it's the first quarter. Nothing means anything. It's fine. We got a lot of ball game. Blah blah blah. Whereas I'm like, that third and two call is atrocious. Fire everybody. Like it's just how I am. I can't help it. It's the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. Like during the week. Well, and also, I'm, I'm analytical. I can look at it all, whatever. But like during the game, all reason goes out the window.
2: I also think you know you get to talk about you you do daily uh, every day right and you get right. to talk about the Packers every day whereas like I actually try to formulate my thoughts I do a terrible <laughs> job of it but I try <laughs> to formulate my thoughts so that they can make their way onto Wednesday night right and uh, you find folks get to watch it so um, you know it's it's like pent up anger right <laughs> exactly uh, back the pack two 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 five seven. Um, haven't caught a transplant live in a while. Thanks for all you all at Cheesehead TV. Hopefully, everyone finishes the season with their best football. Go pack go! Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for the Thanks super for support. Chat. Appreciate that. Overshadow Sean. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone at Cheesehead TV in the chat. I'm truly thankful for you all. Go pack go so and Pappy.
1: Overshadow, you are you are Thanks, legit overshadow. old school. Thank you so much for being here all these years, man. Thank you. Uh, Justin Wilkie
2: thankful for Cheesehead TV you guys are great Thanks, thank Justin. you Justin appreciate the support it means a lot
1: buddy thank you
2: Dustin Schuett happy Thanksgiving gentlemen I'm thankful for, y- for y'all and the show dus- Justin- Dustin hello we had a Justin and a Dustin now <laughs> Dustin appreciate <laughs> you Dustin, showing thank up you. live thank you
1: very much man and dude awesome Abby that is brilliant love it Luke Carnes Luke enjoy your Thanksgiving whoa, whoa, cheers wait, and carry the G wait, wait hold on hold on we gotta talk about Luke Carnes for a second here Luke First of all, thank you for the super chat. Second, you're sending beer to Tyler Herrick before <laughs> you send beer to me? What the uh, world are we living in right now? That's all I got to say about that.
2: I also do do people in Canada, don't they have their own Thanksgiving? Maybe? I don't know. I don't I don't know like nothing do. about Canada. It's not at the same time. I got I know I think Canadian, about Canada. Nothing about Canada. I think there's I Canadian I think there's Canadian. Technology. I used to go. Uh, the only um, thing I know
1: about Canada is we used to like go over the border when I was at at, at DePaul, and we would go up because uh, my roommate, my like flatmate, uh, was from Detroit, and he would always go up with his friends and blah blah. blah. So we would go up there and drink like two dollar Molsons or whatever. That's the only experience or thing I know about Canada. That's it, right there. Thanks for playing. Uh, Evan Nelson
2: on Facebook. Every time Paul Allen pisses me off, I watch all of his calls on Vikings failures. Instant gratification. And truth be told, okay? So I was talking to Nagler about how much Paul Allen is trash the other day. (laughs) And it was a long conversation. (laughs) And Nagler was going... How do you not know this and all this stuff? And I'm like, you know why? Because remember when Amon Green had that big run and that game that you love and then uh, the Arizona Cardinals knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs and 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 Paul Allen had this uh, – NFL.com calls it one of the top ten calls of all time. It's glorious, right? It's like, <laughs> the, the
1: Cardinals have knocked the Vikings out of the
2: playoffs. But didn't didn't Paul Allen have another call where he said, I already bought my
1: playoff tickets? Oh, wasn't he that I, guy i have no idea that one i don't I know. think he did uh, the only, i mean he's anyway. most famous for this is not detroit this is the super bowl i mean that's his all-time number one <laughs> yeah, that's the Favre be. one right yes when Bowl. that's, Favre that's threw the, interception the one against no New one Orleans. will ever yeah yeah that's also
2: like what a freaking moron you watch brett Favre play in his entire career and really you thought <laughs> like bro i saw the 2007 nsc championship game like come on like are you that dumb is that the like, one where everybody like was smart. open
1: except for the guy he threw it to is that the one? Yeah. Right. Okay.
2: And then after that, Paul Allen's like, Duh, you know, it's yeah, just right. like, what? In, what? In, what a moron. Jeezy, baby, forty-three. I like when Corey stares into my soul. <laughs> so okay, you're the one. That. That's <laughs> good. All right. Somebody does. <laughs> a uh, Austin McLaughlin. Oh, we got we got LiveX employees giving super chats all the <laughs> time. Austin, all, all what is here. up? Wishing all at Cheesehead TV and LiveX a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Austin. Austin, appreciate well, it's crazy. Is usually he's usually he's
1: like literally like right through this glass. He's not working tonight, though. Yeah.
2: So what's up, Austin? No, uh, no, he's uh hopefully uh, enjoying time with his family. No
0: um,
1: energy eight. Have you ever been to Jill's bar on Bodart Street? No, I have no idea. Where's Bodart Street? I have no idea what that is. Do you know what that is, Corey? I have not. I, I know where Bodart Street is, and I have not.
2: Uh Hold but on. it may be called something else right now. I feel like. Hold on, I'm, because I'm, I feel like I've been to a bar. Jill's on
1: bar, art Street in Green Bay. I'm, I'm looking at it. They have a Facebook page.
2: Um, yeah.
1: Um. No, never been, but I'm definitely going now that someone has Should asked. Should we go? Oh, 100. We got to go to Jill's bar. Come on. Hundred thousand percent fun bar with great tiki bar heated in the winter, smoking friendly. Two fire pits, two dollar burgers two every pits. day. What two dollar burgers? Holy happened. Toledo, dude! When I'm there for the Bears game, we are going.
2: Oh dear. Uh, Mike Witt, Paul Allen, and Bob McGinn on transplant soon. Yes, Mike, you oh, figured it out. That be the
1: most amazing panel Here's what's happen, ever.
2: Okay, we're gonna ever. have we're gonna have we're gonna have Paul <laughs> Allen and Bob McGinn, and they're gonna be contestants, and the game's gonna be called Who's More Senile. <laughs> Daniel Dunker, prayers to families in Waukesha. Yes, we didn't talk about this. Uh, it Amen. happened uh, Amen this to week. that. Oh, man, the grannies, the grannies that got run over. That was like, awful. Huge. It was awful. It's, it's so heartbreaking what happened there. Uh, it's terrible. I will say thank, that you happened.
1: To, thank you to everyone who um, contributed Super Chats on Monday morning. All the Super Chats from Monday mornings, Packers Daily, uh, went to the United Way Fund that was set up to help the families that were affected. Um, a lot of people gave after the fact on the link. A lot of people tweeted me, got emails. Thank you so much for supporting those fine folks. It's it's absolutely atrocious. It's obviously heartbreaking. Um, just thanks for the support and thanks for helping those families out. No doubt about it.
2: Uncultured, thanks for the super chat. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, except for Paul Allen. (laughs) Pappies. Love you, Uncultured.
1: Thanks, (laughs) Uncultured. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Matt Mamba.
2: Matt Mamba. Everybody who's here, make sure uh, that you watch uh, Matt Mamba's latest video on Cheesehead TV. Pretty hilarious. So good. Unrelated, but wasn't Paul Allen the name of the dude Patrick yes! Bateman kills with the
1: axe while yes! Huey Lewis plays? Yes. That's all I can, <laughs> that's legit all I can think of, Matt, every time his name comes up is, let's see Paul Allen's card. That's literally all I can think of. Yes, Paul that's Allen hilarious. is the guy that Patrick Bateman kills with an axe. Correct. Hilarious. t uh, T-Man. Thanks to the Super Chat.
2: Who is more likely responsible for abandoning the run early on, Matt LaFleur calling the plays or Aaron Rodgers at the audibles? T-Man.
1: This is what man. We get the, wants we need, to
2: know. We need the spreadsheet. We need that proprietary data. I need that proprietary data. Uh, I will data. say, I need though, that I do think
1: Matt leaves breadcrumbs. And I know, I know he'll never admit this, although I will try to get him to admit it when he comes on Packer Transplants, hopefully in two weeks. But... I know he'll never admit this publicly, but I think he does leave breadcrumbs because every once in a while he'll throw in during a press conference, like, "Well, we had, you know, six run alerts." When asked about like a the running game or maybe not running guys as much, but blah, blah, blah. he'll always, always throw that in, like, "We had six run alerts. We had five run alerts. Whatever," indicating that there were plays called that a run could have happened, but the QB saw something. And a run didn't happen. I'm not saying. I'm just saying.
2: Interesting. Mauro Cadet, thanks for super chat. Will MVS stay after the season?
1: Thoughts? That's going to be a tough one. going to be a tough one. If they trade Aaron Rodgers, yes. If they don't, probably not. Okay.
2: Uh, most hated Minnesotan. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Pray for me. You've been getting all the grief from Vikings win. And also F Paul Allen. Man, hey, when Appreciate you're behind you. enemy Thanks lines, super chat.
1: I know it, Betty. I know it. I know it. I know it. I When I lived in Chicago and the, the Packers would, would lose to the Bears, it was the worst. So I feel you. Shout out.
2: And that's that's how we're going to end it. That's Paul it. Paul Allen. Sucks.
1: Yeah, Paul Allen a, sucks. That's, that's, that's tell great your friends, it.
2: tell your family. Tomorrow <laughs> at Thanksgiving, when you're when you're you know eating that turkey, you're going and around the thinking table about it,
1: you can just be like, you know, I'm thankful that Paul Allen sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> no doubt. I want to give a shout out. We want to give a shout out to all of our Patreon members out there. If you're not a Patreon member yet, you can go to patreoncom T V to support the website, the brand, the video site, everything, social, everything we do. The Patreon group is really our lifeblood. Um, And also shout out to everybody who has responded regarding the meetup prior to the Bears game. We are at capacity. We have filled it up. We're done. It's over. I'm scared. It's kind of crazy. We got a lot of people showing up for this thing, literally from all over the world. Shout out to Charlene Lim, who is, uh, I mean, we got to say, she's our angel. She's the number one Patreon member who has set this all up. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun at Lambeau Field, 5 p.m., local time, Saturday before the Bears game. Thank you to all the Patreon members. Uh, Corey, you got anything else before we head out? No, uh, I want the Packers to get this W, and I'm
2: looking forward to uh, maybe seeing Tyler Herrick this weekend, maybe shooting some more cocktail videos. That's what I'm talking
1: about. We got to get it. Got to get it. That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. I'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. What do we like to do? Put the best what out there? Come on, Nagler, help me out.
0: Best five, all right? Best five. my <laughs> job.